Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby, and I'm coming to you pretty early again today. Uh, it feels like Saturday or something, but maybe that's just because I'm cracking open a beer here. Uh, it's 100 plus degrees here today, and I'll be drinking some Mountain Time Premium Lager from New Belgium Brewery. It's one of our favorites. I've always lived on Mountain Time uh, for the most part. At one point, I lived on South Florida time, which is uh, practically the same deal. It's like beach time, I, I bet, but I was like a baby. I was like a baby. And Savannah is also one of those towns. It's like tropical time, I guess. Savannah time. Oh, slow like molasses. Anyway, oh, look, a bunny. Sorry to be so scrambled here. I want to get into the meat and potatoes of uh, today because I've been in a ranty mood, and ultimately that should be what motivates me to hit record, I feel like. Uh, so it's going to get a little bit, you know, try to empathize here. That's going to be the goal of this, of this episode. Casey today woke up and did a dump run. We had some debris. I told you about that yesterday. We cleaned out the garage. And we had to go and do it early because our mission was to take Casey's grandmother uh, and bring her on a picnic and then to pick up some tile um, near Denver. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't really talk about it because it's, uh, it's not most people's business and it doesn't feel like my business to talk about or to share or, you know, any of that. But I think it's worth noting. And I, I've been toying around lately with the idea of being more public about this anyway. Uh, Casey's grandma has Alzheimer's. She's in memory care facility. And sometimes we talk about it, uh, between, oftentimes we talk about it between ourselves because we've spent so much of the last year, all through COVID really, hanging out with her grandmother who was diagnosed with Alzheimer's like before I met her, you know, and um, or right at the time I met her like seven or eight years ago now, probably eight years ago. And it's, it was always weird. I mean, I was just, this is why we're talking about empath empathy is because I used to, when I'd see her, it was a cordial visit, right? You're visiting your girlfriend's grandparents. Like what? you're not spending that much time. We'd known each other before Casey and I even started dating. We'd met, uh, weirdly met like her other sets of grandparents as well when we were just friends and right when we'd started dating. But, um, anyway, it always seemed like normal old people brain. That's how I kind of view Alzheimer's. It, I, I would have like regularly, um, I don't know. Okay, here's the thing. I would not lightly now call someone senile, demented, or any of those things. Um, because I've now, I'm like intimately aware of what that is. Unless I mean it, you know. Like in the way that people call Joe Biden senile, he absolutely is. <laughs> like that's the craziness part about it. He absolutely is. You see it. He's early stages. He's not the worst off, but like, yes, that is about two years ago, um, the kind of behaviors that like Casey's grandma would be. But I didn't spend that much time with her. Okay. This is what I'm getting at. If you're all hyped up on vitamins or something uh, and in public, you get a totally different lighter, let's say, representation of the intimate dealings of someone's deteriorating mental state. And um, 
it's just crazy. It's crazy that you, it's so sad, man, how you can have a conversation with someone who's pleasant enough, right? So the conversation, you're just like, oh yeah, it was good. It is hot outside. It is a nice day. It's good to see you, blah, blah, blah. And if that is your only interaction, how would you ever tell that there are, are blinking red lights that someone who you're talking to is like totally checked out? Not maybe to checked out. It's not the right word. It's different than that. And I want to kind of talk about some examples. Um, the passage of time is completely gone. So if, if you can imagine, and you might be able to, that's again, this is empathy. Um, maybe you've ever stood and sat staring at a clock thinking that you could slow it down and just thought about how absurd the concept of seconds seems, right? It's all, yeah, it is in sync, isn't it? Well, imagine if it wasn't for you legitimately that you had no idea if it had been minutes, hours, days, or weeks carrying from moment to moment. It's like finding Dory. There's no short-term memory. So, I mean, this is something that we've dealt with with Casey's grandma where we'll, you, Casey would be living with her half the time, right? And we'd go like, okay, we're going to go grab flour. We forgot flour. We're going to make dessert. And you'd come back minutes later. It'd been not even 10 minutes after you took this long, I'm going to explain. We're going to, hey, we're really going to sit you down and be like, look, we're going to be right back. Okay. Okay. We're going to just go right across the street. We'll be right back. Okay. And then you come back and she's freaking out. Absolutely freaking out. Okay. You can't be left alone. You absolutely can't be left alone. But it takes like, that wasn't the first time, right? It has to be, you take and have a half a dozen exposures to incidents like that. And uh, oof, dude, this, the, it's funny when you want to give another example and you're like, oh, I can't mention all these people. I, I do really feel that way. Like I, um, as much as I'm, I'm open and willing to discuss things, I really do draw lines. Like if there's something that I'm like, oh my God, I can't. So I had a, an incident from childhood that it reminded me of, um, we'd rather not. Let's leave the, the kids of the past out of this. Um, no, there would just be multiple scenes that, you, that you'd have time after time. Like, oh, you fell and then kept it a secret because you were embarrassed you could fall and then didn't tell anybody. Like that ended up literally hurting you. You're a danger to yourself. But because you just know enough that you're embarrassed, you, you, don't, you would never seek treatment and you'd actively hide that from your caretakers because you don't want to admit that they're caretakers. And th though she's been living in memory care and been diagnosed with Alzheimer's for years and years, one of the symptoms of Alzheimer's is you're in denial of it, right? G generally, like you don't, you're not cognizant of the fact that you have Alzheimer's. So she'll, I don't know, man, she'll just make these comments. So you're, she'll be like, oh, they don't let me cook. And Casey and I were talking, oh my God, she hasn't been able to cook for years. For years she hasn't cooked. And if you said, if you like allowed her to try, she wouldn't even try. She would immediately recognize. If she was like, oh, I'm hungry. And you said, oh, you should cook yourself something just to see what would happen. She would stand and stare at the fridge. She'd stand and stare at the oven. And it's a terrible, sad thing, isn't it? Can you imagine it, and I really do kind of sometimes the way that I would shorthand this is I'd go, imagine when you're trying to not fall asleep at a sleepover as a kid and, uh, cause you're not cool if you're the first one to fall asleep, but then you get delirious 
and you start like mumbling to prove you're awake, it's that. It's that mixed with, you know, whatever your personality tends to be when you are frustrated. So if you're an, an unhappy, frustrated person, mix that with being delirious from lack of sleep. And that to me is the pathology of Alzheimer's, at least a short way to, to say this. So anyway, she starts going, oh, I want to be able to cook. And you realize, and you just say to her like, oh, that is too bad. Yeah, yeah. And then you think like, you're, that's your danger to anyone in a building you're cooking with. Period. And they cook for you and we bring you groceries every week. Casey does. I can't take any credit for that. Casey brings her so much groceries. But then she'll be like, yeah, sometimes she brings me groceries. It's like, what? She brought you groceries two days ago. We just brought you on a picnic. You know? And I don't know, man. I think that there's a long line of people who get wedged away and frustrated by it. And it, it, it deals them a huge amount of psychological trauma. And it's just this terrible, debilitating disease that like not only hurts you, but hurts everyone around you in much the same way that cancer and AIDS would, of course. But like, I don't, dude, there's something insidious about it. There's something incredibly insidious about Alzheimer's and uh, you'd never imagine because there's sometimes, and I've always, I've known a couple people with Alzheimer's, I guess, but there's always this layer between you and them of like, what are you, their wife? What are you, their husband? No. So shut up. Like, what do you know? Right? Like, unless, and not, I don't know, sorry to get weird there, but it's like, unless you spend an, I don't know, longer than a few minutes longer than even an hour. Like you have to sit with them and see that like the question will repeat itself. There's no clarity. I mean, like grandma will bring up, she'll be like, I just wish I had money. And you're just like, dude, you were dropping your wallet. Like we, you, you would lose your wallet and it would turn up on someone's yard. What? And you, but you don't remember that. You know, you don't remember getting scammed over the phone like countless times and like sending checks to people and uh, signing up for clubs. Like anyone, that was a big problem. Like anyone would call them and if she answered the phone, prepare to be scammed. There's, she's not gonna not pay you if you call her and ask for money. So like, what is that person gonna have a credit card? But then if that person says the, the first thing to come out of their mouth whenever someone sees them is like, oh, I, I don't have any money. It's like, dude, dude. And the, the craziness of it is, it was, it's all paid for. Like everything, you have insurance, long-term care insurance. that if something like this happens to someone, absolutely everything is taken care of, right? You can go and all your living expenses are free from now on. You've paid into it your whole life. Um, but, but, and the reason I bring this up, I was saying to Casey, like what a terrible, terrible world we live in where even as you're losing your mind in old age, having lived a life where you were very responsible with money, right? There's nothing to worry about. You had a very good pension. You had a very good Roth IRA. Like you paid all your insurance. Everything's paid off and you can totally coast. And you're so old, frankly, that like there's no way you could even spend. But she, okay, in fairness, losing your mind. But she'll be like, I want to go on a trip. I want to travel. Oh, I wish I could take a bunch of money and go traveling. And it's like, well, the money's not the limiting factor there, right? Like <laughs> the limiting factor is that last time, you know, it's been a very hard thing the last several times she's traveled. That was actually what got her diagnosed with Alzheimer's, if you care to know, is difficulty traveling. She uh, almost fell off a gondola 
or rather did fall off a gondola in Venice with Casey and her mom. And uh, they were like, oh my God, she's been acting so strange, loss of balance. And then today she was like, oh, I'm going to start taking the bus. And I, and I joked, I was like, maybe you should get a motorcycle. And she was like, actually, I do want one of those. Well, not with a motor, the old fashioned kind. And we were just like, a bicycle? You want a bicycle? And she was like, I had one, but they took it away. And you're <laughs> just like, what? Dude, you can't walk. You can't walk over a curb. And she goes, I was like, your balance is getting worse like every day. And she goes, oh, I won't ride it in the street. <laughs> and you're just like, what? Okay. You know, you just have to have that attitude with it. But then there's some stuff that's crazy. And what was I getting at? I, see, I lose myself in this. Oh, that at the end of a sad, long, not a sad, long life. This is what I mean. Like a sad struggle at the end of a long life. And if you make it a habit to worry about money, that will be one of the last things you hold on to in this world. That's what I was trying to say. And uh, that's what really frustrates me. You know, we drove to get this tile today. And we had our picnic, by the way. And at the picnic, we had macaroni salad again, as I said, and cherries and a big sandwich and the whole, like, all of it. Um, it, was, and we, it was nice. It was under the shade, by the way. It was 100 degrees, but it was very nice under the shade by the stream. Um, we go on this drive to get the tile. And it, I mean, the whole time we've lived here, it's been like 50-50 if you can see the mountains, right? But the reason you can't see the mountains isn't because of like rain clouds. It's because of haze from these disgusting cars that are just like churning out smog. It looks like you live in third world country, China, you know, Vietnam or something. Um, and the, and the worst of times, right. When they're having like a smog alert and everyone's wearing, maybe that's what COVID was about, right. It was to get us used to wearing masks because of pollution. They were just like, Hey, let's test out everyone owning masks. Um, anyway, I digress. It was just such a smoggy life, a smoggy day. And you were just like, man, these people are all so distracted by their want to make $50 or whatever it is that they're just like absolutely covering up the whole reason they're living here. They, they probably moved here for the mountains. You can't even see them anymore because of the hustle and bustle. Whew. So anyway, think about that, guys. There's a lot of people, and I know you're, you're an empathetic bunch. Um, but there's a lot of people that like, you might go in and to their, uh, bodega or whatever, and they're extra sweaty. And you might think like, ugh, what a gross pig, all sweaty, trying to make me my food. How disgusting. But like, Hey, maybe they're having a heart attack. <laughs> maybe they're having a heart attack and you need to, dude, that's something that I've also experienced in the same boat. I've had multiple people collapse, have seizures, um, like literally multiple people once at Disney world, how ironic. Um, wait, was that once or twice? Is it crazy that I can't even... Another time in class, on our first, my first day of college, a girl collapsed basically onto our feet in the classroom. And I haven't told this story on the podcast, but I used to tell it often because it was in insane. This girl collapsed into the group of us during like our orientation or whatever. And um, no one did a thing. They all stood there, and the teacher was, and I was like, oh my God, are you okay? And the teacher goes, no one touch her. No one touch her. Let's finish up what we're doing, and then we'll go to, and I was just like, no. And I left and got an administrator. I went down to the front office of this school building, and we, the woman was like, oh my God, thank you for coming and getting me. And we got her water, and we like resuscitated her and all this. 
And uh, it blew my mind that like they've actually indoctrinated these fools. These insurance companies and their scamsters have indoctrinated these fools into not helping people in desperate need. That's something that actually happens. And I've seen it multiple times. And in uh, Disney World, my friend Lorraine collapsed and it was the scariest thing, making eye contact with her. And she just like collapsed onto the floor in front of me. And I was like, oh my God. What the? Ah. Um, anyway. And a seizure. I had my... Uh, third grade teacher, maybe fourth grade teacher. I can't keep it straight because she was only my teacher for like three days. Again, it always happens in the beginning of the school year. I can't imagine why. Um, she was making eye contact with me and she had a seizure and collapsed out of her chair and they'd emptied like half the room. So there was only a few of us in there and uh, no other teacher. And yeah, just making eye contact with me, started shaking and fell to the floor and she was pregnant. And um, yeah, long, long term, she died and the baby survived. So it, it took a little bit longer than that. They thought it was the baby and it was actually the cancer. It was actually the cancer. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know the whole thing is like, wow, what an unhealthy episode. But hey, maybe it's not. Maybe it's cathartic to get it all out. Maybe, I know a lot of you are morbid as well as empathetic. So anyway, please drink some water and come again tomorrow.